Yo, minasan, konnichiwa. Welcome to Live La Vida in Japan. I'm your host, Ninja Rina. Check it out. Happy Thursday, everyone. It is August 25th, 2022. How are you? Well, now check it out. Today is, well, not today. This week marks the seven year anniversary where I first came to Japan. And I just want to reminisce and just do a little flashback. I don't know how long this episode is going to be. I just want to talk about, about my experience when I first came to Japan. And when I say I came to Japan, I didn't come to live in Japan. I just came to visit. So my story starts in 2015. It was July.、Uh, I believe it was like towards the end of July, like July 28th, 27th, something like that. So I was scheduled to come to Japan. And, you know, I could honestly remember what I was thinking when I was going to get on the plane. I'm like, wow, you know. This is a new chapter in my life. I've always dreamed of going to Japan, and here I am, moments, be, moments away from stepping on the airplane and you know, flying off to、uh, Toronto. I was flying from Ohio to Toronto and then to Tokyo, and then from there to Takamatsu. So I went at the flight. You know, I've taken you know, many flights, I've you know, flown to Europe and parts of Asia and things like that. So you know, flying is not, nothing new to me. And I remember when I landed in、uh, Tokyo, you know, I was like, wow, you know, because at that point in time, I've only had taken about a semester of Japanese. So I knew a little bit. And I remember it was, you know, just bizarre to me because I was like, wow, I understand some of it, not all of it, obviously. And I go to Takamatsu and, you know, ta da, I'm there. And it was just unreal. But little did I know that out of all the trips I've ever taken, this is the one that's gonna completely change my life. This was the time I met my future wife. And let me tell you, man, if I could go back in time just to relive those moments, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And I will never forget the, the moment I saw my wife or my future wife at that moment. I remember looking at her and I was just like, In awe. I was, you know, when they say love is at first sight, that was love at first sight. That was it. I got the zing. It was, it, I mean, it was just amazing. I remember I still, I could close my eyes right now. I could picture her standing, you know, on the other side. And then there she is. We locked eyes. And I remember she smiled. I smiled back. And yeah, it was magic. And This is the trip that, like I said, changed my life around because, you know, we started talking and we fell in love. I mean, that's as simple as it is. We fell in love and, man, did I get the experience of a lifetime, you know, with her going all over Japan? I mean, I didn't go all over Japan. Let's not go crazy here. I went all over the Shikoku area and then, you know, I met the family. I actually was bold enough to say, let's go meet your other family because she has her immediate family, but then she has other family in another prefecture. And we went all the way over there because, you know, I, you know, I was just dead serious. I, I was really serious about this whole situation with my future wife. And I just wanted to meet her family, like everyone. I wanted to see because I wanted to see if. We are compatible because the family I come from, we're very united. We're a big family, but we're always united and we see each other pretty much 
every weekend. We hang out every weekend or every other weekend, but we're always in con- constant communication. And I wanted to see how her family was. And when I went to see her family in the other prefecture, yeah, this is exactly what they were. I remember, you know, getting welcomed like I was part of the family and, you know, I was talking to everyone and I saw everyone converse and just enjoying the moment, you know, and they basically are like my family too. You know, they hang out every weekend or every other weekend. And I knew at that moment that was exactly what I wanted. And I, re- I will never forget it. I remember I actually asked my future wife at that at that time that I wanted to get married with her. And I remember uh, we were in uh, her aunt's house. And I remember it was really late already. It wasn't really late. It was maybe like 11. But we were alone. And I remember I was so nervous. I remember I was talking to her. And, and you know, I just babbled and babbled until I finally got on one knee. And I asked her, you know, will you marry me? And I remember she was crying, excited, and she hugged me, and she said yes, and yeah. And the crazy thing is, this trip that I was, it was about three weeks long. So this was towards the middle of the trip. And like I said, I could go on and on and tell you everything we, every single thing we did. But I just have to say, every everything we did, it was fun. But I knew... You know, when I asked her to marry me, I knew that at one point in time, I would have to go back home because this was just a trip. This wasn't meant for me to stay there or anything like that. And I remember, I'll never forget, when we went uh, to the airport because she was taking, she took me to the airport. I I, I told myself, I got to be strong. I got to be strong. But I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't stop crying. Like, it just came out like tears. I couldn't stop crying. I felt like so ashamed of myself because she was the strong one. She didn't, she, she was, she cried the night before, but when we were there, she was, she held it together. I didn't, I was crying. I cried when I, you know, and the crazy thing was I felt like I was in prison because at, at the airport, they could walk you all the way to the gate. You know, not like now in the States where you can't, you, you just, you know, when you're getting checkup and security and that's it. Now here, you could actually walk all the way to the gate and they could see you board the plane. And the, the reason I felt like I was in prison, because when I went inside the the gate, because it was time to go, there's a glass door, glass wall. So you could see everything on both sides. And I remember, and you pick up a phone if you want to talk to the person on the other side and I picked up the phone, we were talking, I was crying and crying and felt like I was in prison because I couldn't touch her. I just touched the screen. She touched the screen, the glass screen. And I remember I told her, I'll be back. I promise you, I'll be back next year. I don't care what I have to do. I will be back for you. And I, that, that was what I, the last thing I said to her before I went on the plane and I cried all the way to Tokyo. I couldn't stop crying. The poor woman next to me probably thought I was insane or something because I, I couldn't stop crying. My, I, you know, I wasn't like bawling, but tears were just streaming down my eyes. They were just streaming down my face. I was a hot mess. My eyes were bloodshot red. I got to Tokyo. I'm crying on the plane going back home to the U.S. And I remember I cried all the way. I stopped crying, I think, 
when I finally fell asleep, I woke up, I stopped crying. But it was a good, you know, <laughs> amount of time that I w- couldn't stop crying. And it was it was just because it was so painful for me because I felt something pure. I felt love. I felt something that I've never felt before. And and I remember I, I promised myself, I said, I'm going to come back. And a year later, you know, through, it was just, like I said, a miracle. I ended up back in Japan and not just Japan, Japan. I actually ended up in uh, in Shikoku Island as well. Like actually, actually not Shikoku, Kyushu Island, but it's not really far. It was like uh, maybe a, an hour and a half away on train. And, I, you know, I the school that I applied to, when they asked me, what, where do you want to work? I said, I actually gave them, I said, look, 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 let's, let's cut to the chase. I actually did the interview for the school. So, so quick recap of what happened. I applied online. I applied to all different schools in Japan. I I got an immediate uh, email from a a school and they had, it was a big school. So they have many, many Eikaiwas, English schools all over throughout Japan. So I got, I did the first interview. They said they were interested. I did the second interview. They said, oh, we really want you, but we need you to do a, a practice lesson, a sample lesson. So I did a sample lesson. And that moment in time, they told me, okay, where do you want to live? In a city, countryside? And I said, you know what? Can I just tell you where I want to live? Is that okay? Can I tell you where, I, I which area? And she said, oh, yeah, that makes my our life a lot easier. So I told them. I told them three different schools in the Okayama Prefecture. And the crazy thing is the number one option I said. They said, wow, I can't believe you said this school. Out of all the schools we have in Japan, the teacher that was at that school actually had to quit because they had an emergency with their father and they had to leave the yesterday. So it actually is open. So they were shocked that I actually asked for that specific school. And they gave it to me like they, they I had to wait like three weeks later, but they finally gave it to me. I got all my paperwork and I remember I planned my uh, commute from that city where I was all the way to where she, my girlfriend at that time was. And I planned everything out. Everything was to the T. And I remember I when I came to Japan the next year, I remember I got to see her again. And I remember I said, I can't believe it. I'm here and I just wanted to share this with you because this was one of those life-changing moments. I mean, we all have them at one point in our life and this is mine and I just wanted to share this with you. Please shoot me an email at goninjadad at gmail.com. Any questions about the story or about anything, anything I could help you with. I am Ninja Eddie. I will talk to you later. Hasta luego. Matane.